Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZMI Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914, is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. That's how you can join us here on the air, 785-7914. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You could send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. But again, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line works really well, 608-785-7914. This hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Thanks to them, we're able to come to you this hour. Uh, it, just a momentous day, obviously, and a tremendous um, um, movement in 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 history. Just uh, it, like just in terms of the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, and obviously a confirmation vote, uh, very clearly uh, going to place Brett Kavanaugh on the U.S. Supreme Court tomorrow, which I, I which was not really in doubt at one point in any kind of way, and then sort of became in doubt, and then is not in doubt anymore. So. That uh, something that uh, you can anticipate uh, coming uh, tomorrow, um, and we'll talk about that. We will, and this is, uh, and just uh, so that you know that we have not uh, changed the rules on you. Um, that uh, I, I, it is. Oh dear. Okay. Wait a minute. I, I, I'm saying I'm not changing the rules, and yet here I am. There we go. And yet here I am. Sort of changing the rules. All right, here we go. No, I, we are not changing the rules on you. It is, in fact, a free-for-all Friday. That's right. A free-for-all Friday, meaning, of course, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about anything that's on your mind is also on mine. Feel free, because it is a free-for-all Friday. So that is still on the plate. But uh, I'm sure that there's a lot of um, a lot of conversation that we can have about the, uh, again, just an amazing several weeks now, but certainly today, a pivotal day in terms of the the nomination, the confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh and uh, his uh, uh, soon to, I mean, he might be sworn in tomorrow, for goodness sakes. So clearly that's going to happen. Anyway, your thoughts on that? We will get to that. But first, before we do that, we have a a guest. um, I want to start with the guest this this, uh, half hour. We um, have uh, some interesting Events coming up next week, uh, probably yeah, from a group that you really probably haven't heard a whole lot of yet here in uh, in the lacrosse area, but you, you might in the near future. Uh, and in the studio with me right now, uh, Tom Burkadal uh, with Cooley Region Voices of Men. Cooley Region Voices of Men. Tom, welcome. I really appreciate you coming in. Thanks so much. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, you want to get a little closer this so weekend. We can hear you. But anyway, Tom is with us in the studio. He's going to tell us what Cooley Region Voices of Men is all about. But first, we, uh, I do want to – we need to do a little bit of background, but I, I don't want to do too much because it, it tends to – not, none of it's all that important. <laughs> uh, suffice it to say that Cooley Region Voices of Men is a, a uh, branches off of a previous effort that Tom was involved in in the Fox Valley – um, that uh, had been ongoing since I think you told me 2007. Is that that correct? All right. Correct. And and the point of of your organization is to what? The point of your efforts is to do what? We work to engage men in the fights against domestic violence and sexual assault. Okay. All right. And how do you go about doing that? Well, we like like you mentioned, we've been around since 2007. Yeah. Uh, and it all started when the agency leaders of the four agencies in, in the Fox Valley got together and they were talking about the fact that they were all women, their employees were all women, their volunteers were all women, mm-hmm. uh, and yet they knew that 90% of the perpetrators of sexual assault and domestic violence approximately are mm-hmm. men. Okay. Uh, 
Um, so the question is, where are the men? And that was kind of the beginning of our organization. Um, a number, uh, they, they organized what they call the Men's Summit, had about 50 men attend. Uh, a number of those men joined a leadership team, and they put together an event in the Fox Valley that they have every year. It's called a Call to Action event. Uh, it's a breakfast. Okay. Um, and we bring in speakers. It's kind of a, uh, you know, a, a, a program that, that involves uh, kind of a multimedia-type event. And um, so we bring in speakers, and uh, we, we work to educate men about the issues involving women and, and uh, the whole issues around domestic violence and sexual assault. Why is this necessary? Well, because I, I think that, you know, we, we continue to see cases of domestic violence and sexual assault increasing uh, throughout the country. In recent years, we, of course, we've had the Me Too movement that has come about uh, pr primarily out of uh, Hollywood and Washington. Mm -hmm. uh, but cases of sexual assault and domestic violence happen everywhere. Um, throughout the world and uh, no, no country or neighborhood for that matter is immune. Tom Burkadal, Cooler Region Voices of Men. Uh, we'll talk about the events coming up uh, next week um, uh, very soon. I, I, I'm wondering, when, when you first got in touch with me, I feel like this was like a month ago or something. I don't even know. It was, it was quite a while ago. It was, it was before, however. It was before Christine Blasey Ford uh, came forward with accusations against uh, Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. Um, so I just want everyone to know, I didn't go contact Tom in relation to this nomination process. It just so happens that you have arranged events to occur on the heels of of an historic nomination to the Supreme Court where sexual assault was was right there at center stage. How does that I mean how how are you thinking about this 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 process now? Well, you know, it's a, it's a difficult issue. Um and honestly, you know, we know that perpetrators of sexual violence um, come from every political party. I mean, there are perpetrators that are Republicans, perpetrators that are Democrats, independents. They, they come from people of all genders. Uh, perpetrators uh, come from all religions. I mean, there, there's, it, it really cuts across all lines. So our organization is very careful not to become political mm -hmm. uh, because yeah. in this day and age, as everyone knows, the minute you take one side over another, you lose half your audience. And we can't afford to do that. Mm -hmm. we, we need to reach out to everybody. I guess I wonder how you, how you don't become political right now because it's almost as if the very concept of sexual assault has been politicized. It's, it, yeah, that's very true. And, and unfortunately, I will say this, um, the events in Washington over the confirmation hearings of Judge Kavanaugh have, um, have been tremendously difficult for survivors out there everywhere. Um, it, it really triggers, you know, uh, thoughts back to their own um, circumstances where, in many cases, uh, they, they may uh, have not reported uh, because of fear of, of being uh, shamed and blamed. Um, in many cases, um, uh, maybe they did come forward and weren't believed. You know, so it's, it's been a very, very difficult time for those survivors. Tom Burkadal, Cooley Region Voices of Men, formerly of, is, am I right, Fox Valley Voices yeah. of Men? or are... Yes, it started in the Fox Valley. Okay. Were you called that, Fox Valley Voices of Men, or something else? We were, that's, that was yeah, what you were called? That's what we were called, All right. Yeah. All right. And that started in 2007. I'm wondering, is there something in particular that drives you on this journey? You know, I've been involved, I think, since 2010, mm -hmm. uh, the second breakfast I attended. And 
I think like most men, I, I was really just kind of clueless in terms of um, the things that women go through on a day-to-day basis, you know, the fears that they have that we don't have, you know, just walking out to their car at night after work in a dark parking lot and wondering if anybody is out there or or walking by somebody, you know, who's coming towards them, a guy, and there's no one else around, um, um, you know, they, you know, many women kind of uh, live in fear and uh, I don't think men are, you know, most men are, are aware of just that simple fact. Um, Is that willful ig- ignorance? I don't believe so. Okay. I, I, I can only speak personally, and I can tell you that I grew up in a family of very strong women. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't really talk about that kind of stuff, you know, <laughs> among, you know with men. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did with each other, I've come to learn. But... Um, they're, you know, women are strong. You know, they're they're not uh, they're they're not out there um, complaining about you know their their life. Um, uh, but it, it, it's a fact. And um, uh, I, I, what I, what we've learned in the Fox Valley is that as we educate uh, men, um, uh, they're there. I mean, they're I mean, in the Fox Valley, for example, our first breakfast in 2009 had 400 people. Uh, the last three years we've sold out our venue, we've had over 1,000 people there. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And we've had young men that have come and uh, have been so inspired that they've gone back to their schools and started chapters there that they hmm. call Stand okay. Up. Uh, we've had uh, corporate sponsors that have come to us and they've said, you know, we've we've donated money every year and we come to the event, but what more can we do? We want to do more. You know, so we started something called Friends Teams in the corporations, and they – they're volunteers that go out and they help uh, help the shelters, help the agencies in town by, for example, uh, moving victims in and out of the shelter, uh, okay. uh, providing child care when the when the victim uh, goes to counseling, uh, doing yard work. We have an IT team that goes into the agencies and helps them with their IT issues. So there's there's a lot of volunteerism in the Fox Valley, and um, uh, I want to bring that you know to to the Cooley region. Tom Burkadal, Cooley Region Voices of Men. We're going to find out how he's bringing that to the Cooley Region, and we'll do that right after we come back right here on Lacrosse Talk PM. Stick around. More to come. Real men wear pink to stomp out breast cancer. And everyone wearing pink on Fridays to Barachos in October will save a dollar off any adult entree or 50 cents off any El Nino entree at Barachos Fresh Mexican Grill. Craving Mexican for lunch or dinner? Then welcome to Fresh Mex made to order at Barachos. Burritos, salads, tacos, all packed with the freshest ingredients. Barachos, right in front of Best Buy on Alaska. Visit Barachos today and every Friday in October. Wear pink and you'll be rewarded at the register. Barachos Fresh Mexican Grill. And now with the weather, here's meteorologist Stormy O'Day. Mom always said see how high the hornet's nest to tell how high the snow will rest. Okay, I'll bite. How high was it? I don't really know. Those hornets are mean. Like it or not, the snow and cold will be here soon enough. I'm Mark from Schneider Heating and Air Conditioning in La Crosse. It's time for your fall furnace checkup. One easy step to help catch any issues that could happen in those frigid months when your heating unit is working hard. Ask about Gold Star Maintenance for year-round comfort. And if it's time for a new heating system, I recommend the Carrier Infinity Furnace with Carrier's Infinity Control. It's been named a 2018 Energy Star rated unit. Add in rebates from Carrier Cool Cash and Area Utilities, and you'll save even more. Turn to the experts, Schneider Heating and Air Conditioning, La Crosse and Winona. Schneider Heating and Air Conditioning, your comfort is our business. Golden Plum Chicken is all-natural and family farm-raised. You're promised a wholesome, delicious meal every time. 
Golden Plum. Good chicken is our mission. Minimally processed, no artificial ingredients. You've always thought working at a radio station would be fun. You like music, sports, you like to talk, even the behind-the-scenes stuff like news, office staffing, sales, and making commercials all sounds exciting to you. At Midwest Family Broadcasting, there are times when we are looking for people just like you. You can check our job postings anytime online at our website, mwfbroadcasting.com. Minority and qualifying groups are encouraged to contact us to be placed on our mailing list of job openings. Midwest Family Broadcasting is an equal opportunity employer. Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk at text line 785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. We're also on Facebook Live right now. For those of you who want to watch this magical mystery fun unfold right before your very eyes, yes, that is a pink shirt I'm wearing. See, I told you I would remember, or I was hoping that I would remember, and in fact, I did Remember to don the pink attire today because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Men help support the effort by men like me by wearing pink on Fridays during the month of October. Today is Friday. I'm wearing pink. I'm checking all the boxes. So encourage women in your life to get their annual checkups, mammograms, and to take care of themselves. Early detection is the key. Uh, Real men uh, wear pink, by the way, brought to you by Barachas Mayo. Dublin Square Century 21 affiliated David Ries and Dahl Automotive. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line. Call or text in either way. You get in on the program. Right now in the studio with Tom Burkadal, Cooley Region Voices of Men. Some events coming up next week. We were hearing from Tom a little while ago. Once again, a recap. Uh, Tom, uh, Cooley Region Voices of Men is um, is a a way to give men some perspective on what women deal with on a regular basis in relation to domestic violence and sexual assault. Close? Pretty good? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Pretty okay, good. good. I didn't know if I was getting that right. Um, and to that end, you have now, you've been long in the planning stages, is my understanding, and finally there's some big events coming up next week. Um, first of all, tell me about some the planning. I think you told me when before we got on the air, You've been through about a year and a half of planning, is that? It's been about a year and a half that, since okay. I first came to La Crosse and met with some uh, other individuals that, um, you know, that that were part of what I call my steering committee. I've got okay. about an 18-person steering committee uh, in town that involves a lot of agency leaders, you know, from New Horizons and Gunnerson Health and Mayo and, you know, so on and so forth, the Family and Children's Center. Um, and uh you know we've we've been planning for about a year and a half but it really has obviously heated up in the last you know 68 months as the event has gotten closer but um we're excited to be bringing in some some phenomenal speakers uh, for our events next week who you got we have a, a woman by the name of Brenda Tracy mm-hmm. uh Brenda has i mean her star is really rising um uh she is a victim of a of a uh a rape uh gang rape um uh, and two of the members of the two of the people that raped her were members of the uh, Oregon State football team. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, it happened at a time when they were raising money for a new stadium, and uh, the police chief and the district attorney were both on the on the committee to to raise money for the stadium. Wow. And 
they kind of swept her case under the rug, even though she learned later that she had, they had four signed confessions by the perpetrators. Mm-hmm. And the football coach at the time uh, 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 told the, the, the two football players that they were suspended for one game and told the media that they were good guys who made a bad decision. Well, uh, that's a decision that impacted Brenda for the rest of her life and still does. And so in, in 2014, she, she started something called Set the Expectation. It's a campaign where she goes around the country primarily speaking to uh, Division One football teams, um, and she has a pledge that she put together that the player signs and the coach signs and the, the players pledge not to commit sexual assault, uh, not to bully, you know, so on and so forth. And if they violate that pledge, they're off the team. Uh, so it's it's been a, a phenomenal uh, a program that she developed. Uh, she was on an Obama administration a task force about sexual assault. She's on the NCAA task force for uh, sexual assault. She was nominated for the Arthur Ashe Courage Award and and an Emmy. Um, uh, she's she is. Uh, becoming quickly uh, very widely known. And uh, we had her in the Fox Valley last year, Mm -hmm. and she was fantastic. Um, Her story is very compelling. Uh, It's very emotional. It's very inspirational. Um, uh, and uh, it's it's something that uh, everyone should should hear. Uh, so we we have almost a full house uh, already for our event. Uh, Do you? On Tuesday okay. morning, right. uh, we have actually several events. Um, our first call to action event is on uh, Tuesday morning, uh, October 9th, in the Cargill Room. Okay. Um, and uh, we have about 280 people signed up so far. We can fit about 300 or so in there. 320. Um, uh, and it's a it's a really good cross section of the community uh, uh, that are you know, the people that are coming. Uh, so we're very excited about that, and um, and then we're going to be bringing Brenda and Guante, who's our other speaker, um, actually a hometown guy, uh, graduate from Mount Alaska High School. Uh, we're going to bring them to Central in the afternoon, and they're going to speak to the whole student body there. And that night, they're going to speak to all of the coaches and all of the athletes at UW Lacrosse. Hmm. Uh, on Wednesday the 10th, they're going to speak at um, at both uh, Bangor High School and Middle School in the morning and on Alaska High School in the afternoon. And then on Thursday morning the 11th, they're going to speak at Logan High School. Wow. All right. Yeah. So it's gonna, they're going to we'll reach play. a lot of young yeah. people uh, and, and a bunch of adults. Uh, Tom Burkadal with Cooley Region Voices of Men. And, again, the event's coming up next week. Um, but before I move on, what is the – where can the website that they can go to? Um, or there's not a website, but if they uh, we have a Facebook page, okay. uh, they cool. can go there. Look for it on Facebook. Then it's pretty should be easy yeah. to find. Yeah. Uh, how will you know? How will you measure whether you have whether your events or the activities that you're that are underway will, will make a difference? How do you measure that? Um, well, you know, as we were talking, about, you know, during the break um, in the Fox Valley, uh, we've had tremendous growth. Um, and we've had young men that have attended our events uh, and have gone back to their schools and they've started their own chapters. Same thing happened at several colleges in the area. Uh, corporations have started what we call friends teams that go out and do volunteer work for the agency. So we're we're engaging men in the community, and that's what we're that's what we're trying to do. So um, if we see that same response here, then we know we know that we're doing the right thing and we're making an impact. You mentioned the Me Too movement. Obviously, that uh, in what we've seen in the last weeks with uh, the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation hearing and the the uh, debate and conversation that's gone on about sexual assault and violence in that period of time as well. 
um, I, I would think that there is a heightened interest, uh, to the very least, uh, about the, the about the message that you're bringing. Uh, there, there clearly is, um, you know, and and like I said, you know, we we started in the Fox Valley way before the Make the Me Too uh, movement oh, yeah, uh, sure. came on right. board. But uh, in recent years, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of interest in what we're doing. There still aren't very many. In fact, we're still not aware of any organization that's quite like us in the country. Um, hmm. Um, but you know, I, I think it, you know, what's been happening with the Me Too movement and uh, even the Kaufman hearing certainly is bringing a lot of attention to it. And uh, and men, you know, men are 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 looking to become involved. It, is that? And I was just going to ask you that. Do you believe that there's going to be more men that 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 want to become involved in more organizations that that crop up? I guess. Uh, you said that there aren't any organizations like the one that you uh, are involved in, the Fox Valley. Is that? Uh, do you think there will be more of those? I do. Um, you know, we've we've had a lot of interest within the state of Wisconsin um, uh, to to have additional chapters. La Crosse is the first larger city that we've you know that okay. we're attempting to to do that with. Um, we have kind of satellite chapters in uh, Shawano, Wisconsin, and Manitowoc, Wisconsin, and Door County. Um, but um, we're, we're brand new to this area. No one really knows a lot about us yet, um, and I think this week's events will, will bring the attention that we need you know, to enable us to grow. And you mentioned uh, reaching out to schools, college, high schools, middle schools. Why is it important to, to have these conversations in those places? I think it's really important um, whenever you're trying to change uh, uh, Attitudes to start at the youngest stages, you know, to start at kindergarten if you can and go all the way, you know, through certainly seniors in high school and, and continue to teach um, even into adulthood. Um, I think if we're going to change a culture, uh, we have to recognize it's going to take some time, number one, uh, but secondly, uh, we have to start at the youngest stages, and, and that's something that we're, we're trying to help do. Uh, there's Another organization in, in town called um, uh, the Community Coordinated Task Force, and it's made up of uh, uh, representatives of, of all the agencies in the area. Um, uh, I'm part of that task force now. I, I okay. join them, and uh, together, because uh, it takes a collaborative effort, but together I think we're going to be able to make some of this happen. Uh, we're looking at, for example, a couple of members of the committee have been researching curriculums that we might be able to introduce in the schools here to provide some uniformity and education on this topic. All right. Tom Burkadal, Cooley Region Voices of Men. You can find them on, on Facebook. Pretty, should be pretty easy to do. The events are coming up next week. Uh, there apparently are some slots available if you're interested in uh, joining in, um, uh, with a, starting with a breakfast on, on Tuesday morning. Tom, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Thank you. We, I appreciate you hope, having me. I hope we can talk again soon. You bet. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk at text line 785 You can use that. Call in, text in, either way you get in, 608-785-7914. And again, um, on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. Tom Burkadal is stopping by Cooley Region Voices of Men. It's interesting, like he started organizing this whole uh, Cooley Region Voices of Men, awareness of sexual assault, domestic violence, and all that kind of stuff way before the Me Too movement really got off the ground, and certainly well before we had these uh I don't know what else you can call them, historic hearings in Washington in relation to Brett Kavanaugh. That This has been a ride, man. This has been absolutely something that has been 
I don't. It, will we see something like this again? I don't know. That's a really good question. I tell you what, though, it's very possible that, um, and I, I'm not sure that you're aware, but um, uh, Joe Manchin, the, the Democrat from uh, West Virginia, uh, voted to end cloture today, says he will vote yes on Brett Kavanaugh, which means that Brett Kavanaugh will definitely be heading for the Supreme Court. Uh, Susan Collins from Maine, the Republican, also voting yes. So it's it's a done deal, <clears throat> I think. I mean, I'm pretty sure it is. But I think Joe Manchin, I feel like, you know, and, and regardless of how you feel about Brett Kavanaugh, I, I feel like his vote is the first step towards the Senate healing in some way you know what because that the really stark divisions and I know these guys are all they're all still buddies probably but I I, I think him 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 walk is him stepping over to the other side and voting yes on this confirmation and um was it is it Murkowski that voted no on cloture I think that uh I, I think that those two votes Despite that they 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 don't they're not going to be welcomed by their each, by their parties, I think that that is like the, the smallest indication that there is a way forward um, after uh, Brett uh, Kavanaugh reaches the bench on the Supreme Court. So six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. If you have thoughts on that, uh, I, I'm. <laughs> And then who is the guy? There's a guy that's he's got. Who's the guy? I can't think of who it is now. I saw this earlier today. Um, Danes, Steve, Steve Danes, I think. So he's a Republican. He's got his, his daughter's wedding's tomorrow. So he's not he's not actually going to be at the. Uh, he's not going to vote. He won't be there. I don't think unless he is there like a thing where he flies out, votes, and then flies back or something. I don't even know. But um, Steve Danes, yeah, he's he's not going to be around. So it is, it, it is, it would have, it was absolutely important, essential that Joe Manchin um, cast a vote for this uh, for Brett Kavanaugh in order for him to to be confirmed. I think if I'm running the numbers right, do I have those numbers right? So fifty-four. Yeah, well, no, maybe not essential. Depends on what Murkowski winds up doing. I think. All right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you have thoughts on that, seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. At the end of the day, is it really? Does this, you know, it, it, does this have a lasting impact on the U.S. or on uh, views of Congress or the Senate or how you see politics? Or does it have a lasting impact on how we look at? Uh, you know, it's interesting because we just had this uh, Tom Burkadal from Cooley Region Voices of Men in here talking about educating men on sexual assault and domestic violence. And here we've been having this conversation all along about sexual assault uh, in relation to a guy who's being uh, nominated and confirmed to the Supreme Court likely tomorrow, probably going to be on the bench tomorrow. Um, and I, it, it, it makes me, you know, some have suggested we've gone beyond the point of no return with this in, in relation to how we view claims of sexual assault versus how we view those who may have um who who may have been involved in some sort of sexual assault you know how how we look at this has been skewed hopelessly and i don't know if that's the case i i guess i'm i'm waiting to see really how 
how we move forward. You know, what's, what, what is the process that we have moving forward in terms of, like I, I talked about healing, and healing might not be the right word, might be too soft and gushy, but mending some sort of the, the uh, divides, I think, because they just get, they keep getting bigger. Our divides keep getting bigger. So anyway, I I would like you know I thought that the Brett Kavanaugh getting to the Supreme Court was an inevitable thing that was going to happen, and what has transpired in the intervening weeks has really just made the entire process a, a, a little more stinky, I guess. I, I don't know what else to say about that. Anyway, 608-785-7914, if you'd like to join us here on the air, use the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. By the way, it is free for all Friday, so anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Anything that's on your mind is also on mine. We'll go to Mary. Mary, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, I don't know if you had the opportunity to listen to Susan Collins' yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah. To, to the Senate, mm-hmm. but it was excellent. It was long, but it was excellent, and I felt like it was necessary. I I think one of the other things that we need is, um, I think a lot of Americans, I'm just frustrated with how these mobs of protesters and demonstrators can get into the Capitol and swarm around, do you know what I'm saying, our senators sure. and people like that and accost them in the elevator and shout in their faces. Mm-hmm. And um, I heard that they cleared the one floor of the Capitol so that some of them could get through. But um, that, isn't, that isn't positive for anybody. That's just as violent as a lot of violent things. Um, I was listening on the news last night, and it was Ron Paul's wife, and she talked about how she is actually going to approach Cory Booker um, because he called for, please, get in their faces, get in their faces, just like Maxine Waters did. And she said he he might not mean it, but she said she's sleeping with a gun by her pillow Mm. every night because of the way her husband was attacked. Mm -hmm. And... um, there, there has to be a certain amount of respect and discipline that needs to come back where you can't just run wild and have a mob coming in by the White House and the Capitol um, for the people that run our country to deal with, no matter what side of the aisle you're on. It's just totally wrong, and, and I think mm. Americans need to let it be known that we don't go along with that. It's, you know, me too, me too. Well, that's just fine. But you need to approach things in the appropriate way. That's my feeling about it. And I I think that that we have, and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. And I think that there's a discomfort that we feel uh, in relation to some of those conflicts that we see, the physical conflicts and you know the yelling and and whatnot, and, and I, I and there's a there's a couple different ways to look at that. First of all, we don't want our lawmakers to be above the fray. We don't want them to be completely insulated because we want them to have to understand that their decisions impact real people, right? I mean that's a, a, certainly a, a thing that we want to do. But I agree with Mary, as you do have to have a certain level of decor, and you have to have a little bit of an ability to. Uh, you know, do the the business of government without fear for your life. I think I think that's a reasonable thing, and, and so I would agree with Mary to that extent. I, I think that you know we tend to 
Our, we are, I fear the rapid spiraling downward that we are experiencing and how we uh, deal with people that with whom we don't agree. 608-785-7914, if you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. We'll go to Gary next. Gary, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, Mitch, I think uh, a lot of this actually uh, has to do with uh, abortion, the killing of babies, because you, you know, I, I looked at the news uh, a little bit, and the shirts some of these protesters are wearing, um, pro, uh, um, you, you know, it kind of spells out, you know, who they really are, what they want. Maybe not all of them, but I think a big part of this is because they know Trump, or they know what who he would pick. So I just think a, a lot of it has to do with that. And yeah, they're going to scream, they're going to yell, they're going to, you know, try to get their um, message across. Uh, and um, you know, I, I don't think you're going to find any civility in that. But that's just who we're dealing with. Yeah, you think it's? Do you think it's just that, or is it? Is that just part of the equation, or, or is it? It's solely about uh, the, the abortion debate. Oh. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I think it's a big part of it, but okay. I don't know. I really don't. Okay. I just well, uh, what I observe, what, the shirts sure. I, I see these people wearing. What, what are they dressed in black? And some things I couldn't even read, you know. But um, right, right, it, right, uh, okay. right. I wouldn't want one of those in my house. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Gary, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. We'll go to Bob next. Bob, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yes, sir. Hey, thank you. Um, you know, I, this Kavanaugh situation, it was it's amazing from day day one, from the first moment when I, it didn't take me long. I mean, I, I, I saw the situation the same way the whole time, and nobody had to tell me what to think. I, it was obvious to me that, that uh, uh, their, their motive, you know, when they talk about crimes, they talk about motive. Well, in, in a sense, this really was a crime because this poor guy got, I, I firmly believe that he got falsely in prison. There's a number of red flags that, I mean, from from the get go on this, but it's to the bigger the bigger thing. I mean, how many men has, has this happened to throughout the country? I mean, what crime do you really just need? It, it's just he said, she said. And the and the sad part about this is is that people that are truly victimized, that are that are real victims of of, of assault, um, you know, this casts kind of a kind of a shadow. I mean, over the legitimacy of those two, it's kind of like the boy that cried wolf, and so it's really bad for both sides, and I think this is totally political. I agree with your last caller um, that this is really about about the Supreme Court and, and his view on abortion and, and gay marriage, and he's a conservative. And, and, you know, they see the writing on the wall, and, and this is 30 years. He may be in the courts, and, and, and this is, I mean, next to a lot of things Trump's done, this is probably the biggest thing and the biggest blow to them. So I think that there's no measure that these people won't go to to try to prevent Kavanaugh from being in that, and that's the measure they went to. Hmm. I agree that there was going to be very little that the opponents did not, very little effort they were not willing to expend to block this confirmation. No question. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. That is the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line. This hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. We need to speak with Kaya, as a matter of fact, at Habitat for Humanity. We're going to try to get her on the phone. 608-785-7914. 
In the meantime, I'll go back to the phones. We have a number of callers waiting. Let's go to, let's see, let's see. Who do I have next? I'm, trying, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Hold on. Looks like Jim is next. Jim, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hi, Mitch. Yep. Um, I've, I've heard this one person's name talked about a lot. And, you know, we look at these people's behavior, protesters, these paid protesters, their behavior, and they... Um, why I keep hearing is George Soros funded groups are part of this problem. <clears throat> He's funding these, and I would just why which, can't which, we just which look at this guy and people like him as like any other enemy that's trying to overthrow our country, like any other you know ISIS leader or Al Qaeda, and do something about this guy and people like him that are funding these things. Like funding, as, as funding wait, 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 hold on, hold on, Jim. So funding what things? These protests. So wait, somebody who's funding protests we should look at as a terrorist? Yeah. Oh, well, that's seems that wants extreme, to overthrow really, our country. I don't know. Did they, I'm not sure that anybody wants to overthrow the country. And does yeah, that George Soros does? George Soros wants to overthrow the country. So, but but are yeah. so protesting those people protesting? You're suggesting they want to overthrow the country? They're being funded by George Soros funded groups. They're being okay. paid mm. paid protesters. I keep hearing it over and over again. So who are you? Who are you? Who are you hearing I, this from? Rush Limbaugh, oh, Sean Hannity, no. and and others. Sure. Okay. All right. I, well, so, I guess we have to look into too, whether, and I don't know George Soros' motives and whether he's actually intending on overthrowing the country. I don't know if the I am aware of people who have been protesting, and I don't believe the ones that I've talked to I haven't. I don't believe they they're looking at overthrowing the country, but I, I don't, and Jim, and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I would uh, tend to shy away from the concept of wanting to um, treat those who protest actions of the government they disagree with as terrorists. That doesn't seem quite where we want to go with, with that. But, um, yeah, I mean, Soros is the boogeyman. There's no question. He's obviously it's, he's a easy target, like Hillary Clinton. What is wrong with... You know, fill in the blank. Hillary Clinton, she's the answer. George Soros, he's the answer. 608 785 If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Uh, who's the other guy? Who's the guy that's uh, running the next-gen America? Who's that guy? Tom Steyer, right? That's the other guy. He's He's got millions and millions and millions of dollars that he's invested in getting young people registered to uh, vote so they'll turn out to the polls in, in November. I mean, he's no George Soros, not quite to that level, but certainly is dumping a pile of his personal wealth into trying to change the direction of the country. I don't think we lock that guy up as a terrorist, right? No more so than we lock up Charles Koch as a terrorist. Those are guys that we they we have determined that they have a First Amendment right to express themselves. You may not agree with it. Either Charles Koch or George Soros or Tom Steyer. But I think we can generally speaking agree that the First Amendment protects them. 608-785-7914 if you'd like to join us here on the air 785-7914 also on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email Mitch at 1410wizm.com Think about Eric. Let's, uh, let's take Eric. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Yeah, in my view, Hillary Clinton is a joke. 
He's nothing less than a sore loser and a socialist Democrat. Socialist, first and foremost, as is Barack Obama and the rest of their lying liberal crew. Thank you very much. Okay, great. Thanks, Eric. Eric giving his evaluation of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. 608-785-7914 if you'd like to join us here on the air. More to come. Stick around. The Crosstalk PM and WICM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. And you can do so on the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line at 608-785-7914. we It is a free-for-all Friday. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about anything that's on your mind. It's also on mine. It was... Um, uh, it's what? One more time? This is The Thinker. I thought maybe he said stinker, but he said thinker. So it's a human, It's a man? It is. Okay, if, if we call him The Stinker, do, what do you think? Will he be offended? We could call him Human Male on One. Human Male on One. Right? Okay. We could do that. I mean, I'm only assuming he's a male, I suppose. The Thinker. What if that, I didn't even ask what he wanted to talk about. It could be anything. What if that proves not to be the case? What if he's not actually a thinker? He should be highly disappointed. Mock him relentlessly. The expectations here for his caller. I know. Through the roof. I know. I know. Well, he's been waiting. We better get him on. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, Ron. Hey, yeah. Hey, Mitch. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yep. Um, so I just wanted to comment on the city proclamation of the Indigenous Peoples Day, which is, uh, I'm not sure if it's overruling, but it's just like a proclamation uh, like, Instead of Columbus Day, it's going yep. to be yep. uh, Indigenous Peoples Day, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I I just thought that it's important for us to point out that this isn't necessarily a good move. And I'll tell you why. The reason is that Columbus, let me just say this, Columbus wasn't the first one in the Americas, okay? Vikings got their 500 years, beat them to it. Okay, but the thing is that Columbus doesn't really just represent, you know, imperialism or you know, European colonialism, what he represents is he represents the um, the European explorers who risk their lives to discover a new land. He represents all the different immigrants. He represents, so it's not just him as a man. It's more our history as a whole. And if you erase him, you erase a very important part of the European history, in my opinion. I I think that he is the personification, sure, of that European exploration of the New World. I don't. Yeah, I, I would not disagree with that. Absolutely. I mean, I think that if you know the the, I think one of the problems that we keep running into with Columbus Day, or or we're we're more and more running into with Columbus Day, is the lionizing of this giant of history, as as this as, as basically you described him, uh, but but. I think without without remembering for those who are who are uh, who are offended, uh, they, they, what they what they're saying is that we're not remembering those who were subjugated as a result of that uh, colonization, basically of the New World. And I think that that's where we have that conflict. So you're right, absolutely. I think that he is he is our representative. That day is a representative of the of. Uh, basically, the European migration to the to the New World. I, I don't think there's any question about that. Absolutely. Well, and then what I wanted to say on the on a court of like the um, Indigenous Peoples Day, when you said those people who are offended, let me first say I have studied extensively the um, Indian history mm-hmm. before the uh, migration of the Europeans into um, 
into the Americas. And there was very many evil things done. Um, in fact, the entire uh, island of Hispaniola, or uh, Cuba, uh, not Cuba, but um, Haiti and the Dominican Republic, as it is now, yep. was completely eradicated of some 500,000 natives. And so I do agree 100% that there was many evil things done. But I also wanted to point out that indigenous is perhaps not the most accurate word, because you could use the same thing to describe the Franks when they moved, in, moved into France. France wasn't always France. It was Gaul before that. And England wasn't always Saxon. It was Celt before that. And the same thing with the Indians. The Aztecs, if you go back in the history, they conquered the people who were living before there and were very bloody. And if you look into uh, the Incas, whose art I highly admire, they had just finished building the biggest empire um, in the Americas right before the Europeans showed up. And the Europeans, uh, the Iroquois as well, um, were very bloody, and they did, they fought many wars against their own Indians. And so I also don't want to just put all of them in a box as, you know, sometimes what happened was, you know, they weren't truly indigenous. There was a migration, I think, uh, some historians have put it like, uh, 1000 AD, where there was huge tumults throughout all of Americas that basically changed the, um, people landscape in America. So you can't necessarily call them all indigenous. I understand what you're saying. I, I, I don't want to I – I would caution against suggesting that the skirmishes – now you talked about bloody, but I would, I would say that in, in comparison to what happened with the European conquest of North America especially, in contrast to – well, both, the South America and North America in, – in contrast to what happened there – I would say those, uh, you're talking about the Iroquois and, and other uh, tribes that, that fought, there were tribal battles. I would, I would frankly call those more skirmishes in, in terms of scope. So I don't, I don't think we can, it would be difficult for me to say that what we saw after, again, the European migration to the Americas is, is even remotely the same as what happened before that. Certainly there were bloody uh, uh, battles and skirmishes, but it, it was not an eradication as happened afterwards. Um, that is, you know, I think you're right in most cases with that. Okay. But it, there have been, see, the thing is people want to think that, um, like, for example, the Israel's moving back to, um, the Jews moving back to Israel. You know, what, what if I wanted to move back to England under yeah. the same idea oh, right. with our land? You know, it, you can't always look at history as in, this was our land, that was our land. I'm not justifying in any way um, that there were many treaties broken uh, that should have never been done by, you know, Andrew Jackson. I don't want to justify that at all. But I also don't want it to be where we have to bear the guilt of what our ancestors did, you know, 200 years ago because sure. we got here and other people who you can't really, like, be like, Oh, you know, the, uh, we're the indigenous peoples and you have to recognize us because we were, our forefathers were abused and we've accepted that. And we do so many things to benefit them. Sometimes it's kind of like, why do you make us feel guilty about what our forefathers did when we do so much to help you guys? Okay, I understand what you're saying, and I think that you know I, I understand that it's. In, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much, and I, I do understand the exhaustion that takes place uh, in in relation to feeling like you have to pay back the debts of your forefathers. I I, I do understand that. Um, 
it because it is Columbus Day is such a symbolic day, or is you know, such a symbolic. It is a symbolic day. It's a day that that symbolizes for, but it, but it, depending on the culture, it symbolizes different things. So if you are a beneficiary of the European conquest, then Columbus Day looks entirely different to you than it does to, uh, for instance, Dan Green, who spoke at La Crosse City Council meeting the other night when they uh, when they approved this Indigenous uh, Peoples Day recognition that's going to happen on Monday. His view of this is entirely different than yours. And, and, and really, whose is right? 608-785-7914. Somebody actually told me that. that. Somebody addressed that very thing to me just the other day. said, it, who, those who are right are those who won. That's certainly an interesting perspective. 608-785-7914. Let's see. Is this Eric? Let's go there. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, your last call. I kind of disagreed a little bit. Uh, like us against them. Who is them? America is made a melting pot. Everybody comes here assimilates the American culture. That's part of being American. Now, if some people do not want to assimilate, that's their problem. It's not mine. And why should I accommodate them? Because I was here before them. You understand what I'm saying? And there's so many ways you can look at this, but I gotta tell you, them is the wrong word to say. Okay. All right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah no, I, agree. Agree. I think that it's possible that you want everybody to assimilate more than they're actually assimilating. <sighs> That's the history of the United States for the last 200 years. Yeah. Until all yeah. the immigrants started coming in again big time, and also they don't want to assimilate anymore. They want to bring their own culture in with them. And I guess that's okay if you want to believe it. But the point is, a lot of people don't like that because they're used to their set ways. I guess this is America, but the point is, I guess I expect them to think like I do. Okay. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. No, I, and I, I, yeah, I think that there's that many of us have the same expectation that we'd like, we can't understand why others don't think just like us. But unfortunately, that's not the case. And I, I would I would argue that that uh, cultures brought to the United States of America, especially cultures brought to the United States of America, especially have remained isolated for decades and decades and decades. Now, isolated is the wrong word, but have uh, remained insulated from the broader culture for decades. Uh, you know, you could go to uh, a fine example of that would be to uh, go to uh, what would be, I guess, Chinatown in San Francisco. Has always been thus. There are other places that are similar to that. There are spots in in New York that that rebel against assimilation. And there are certainly others, and it just depends on the uh, type or the, uh, the the groups of immigrants that come to the U.S. All right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. It is a free for all Friday, so anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Anything that's on your mind is also on mine. We do have some things uh, coming up here in the next hour that are unusual, uh, the usual things, news and Scott's comment, but also we do have a high school football game 
on WIZM, which starts early today. We'll start at 6 o'clock instead of uh, the usual 7 o'clock. And we have Toma playing at Central tonight, Toma's homecoming, at uh, uh, at the, De- what's it called, Degatano Stadium? Is it Corey Degatano's field or something? Ter- Corey Degatano field? Anyway. So, Coach D? Okay. Coach D, Coach D's field. Uh, that game is coming up on Wisdom, but that starts at 6 o'clock. So actually, we'll have a short pregame at 10 to 6. So we'll end this program early, and we'll be preempting Dave Ramsey for the entire program. All right, 608 More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening on this free-for-all Friday. The Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line is 608 7914 We have some people that have been waiting for a while. We'll go to Ann first. Ann, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, Dara. Hey there. How's it going? Good, thanks. Um, we're, we're talking about the uh, the Indigenous Peoples Day, and I think it's really important that the Indigenous Peoples all around the planet are recognized and acknowledged, and and, and we we need to understand that when people have gone in and conquered places, um, it's never been good for the people that were there first. Um, we're looking at like 90% of the population got killed off here as far as the natives in, in the uh, in the Americas since uh, since the 1400s. And but then you look too as when the uh, the migrations lay in the Norway uh, once the uh, European migration came up and and the Sami people had been there for thousands of years nomadic uh, with the reindeer herds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the church took over, and all of a sudden you, you got the same model that they carried over here, where the the children, uh, by the time they got to the time of the Refor- Reformation, and then carrying over into the 20th century, the children taken from their families, so that they wouldn't be learning the traditions, the cultural um, language, the the costuming, the um, you know, all the traditions were being suppressed mm-hmm. of indigenous indigenous people all over the world. So it was horrible what what happened here to our native population. It's just unconscionable. It, it, it was not a new thing, and you know I, I, it's just amazing that humanity's ability to be cruel to humanity uh, across the globe. When you get over here, my, uh, my grandparents went to the Norwegian Lutheran Church. There was the English Lutheran, the German Lutheran, and, and amongst then you had the uh, the Catholic denominations. A lot of them were centered around where did they come from over on the other side of the pond. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, people did stay insulated. Uh, well, that's not insulated, not insulated but they, they, they cling to their family familiar tradition yeah. and language sure. yep. in a new place was a, a matter of comfort moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want to ask you, though, about uh, Columbus Day then, because uh, we had a caller who suggested that that, that was a day that was important as a recognition of uh, essentially the beginning of our, or I'm sorry, our, uh, the European uh, migration to the to the, the Americas, and it's important well, to maintain that day because yeah, of that. It was it was the big heavy new wave of it. Yeah. Um, you know, there were there were um, the uh, Icelandic and and, yeah. and Greenland colonies. That, yeah. The people came over here mm-hmm. to this continent and and had settlements in in the uh, the first uh, century of the previous millennium. Right. And 
they 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 were here. Uh, we we know that's documented. You know, Columbus. You know, he, the, the church had hold of all the archives from the Norwegian maps and the sagas. They, he just he was following a Norwegian map and got lost and stumbled into the Caribbean. Is it important? Is, is should, should we rec- should we be recognizing Columbus Day yet today? Well, I, I, I'm not comfortable with it. It's a lot of years we've been kind of pushing the Leif Erikson Day, but sure. but really the indigenous is is a is something that should not be denied. Okay. I, I think sometimes that we always want to see either or and yes. and pick and choose the pieces of the history that we want to um, remember and the parts we want to forget. But if we're going to have a complete picture and learn the lessons we need to learn from history and not repeat the bad mistakes. We've got to learn all of history, including Columbus and his, you know, lost wandering. His merry band of men. Yeah, I, 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 no, no disagreement there. And look, and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. I also don't believe that you should ever forget or deny um, segments of, of history. It's it can be. well, it could be disastrous, actually. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. We got Carl, who's been waiting. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, Ron. Uh, yeah. So Christopher Columbus, with his bear, band of merry men, eradicated uh, what was populating the Americas. I don't think anybody said that. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, they they definitely are trying to demonize. Christopher Columbus. I don't think it's, yeah, he there's no question. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a process of, um, and that's been going on for some time, Carl. There's been uh, people that have been trying to. Not, 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 not with right-minded people. I, I know it's been done in our left universities. Okay. Um, you know, uh, for years, for hundreds of years, we, uh, we put monuments up to Christ- Christopher Columbus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he came in peace. He came in Christianity. Um. Yeah, uh, I that's maybe I'll I'll go maybe on that. Carl, appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Uh, we are going to get out there. Like I mentioned before, we do have high school football coming up here on WYZM Atoma at Central at what field? Coach D Field, six o'clock, I think. Is that it's called? Is it called Degatano Field? I, I don't know. I just okay. remembered seeing Drew's story yesterday, and it just said Coach D, probably because he didn't know how to spell it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask Drew about that at some point. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Anyway, so that's coming up on Wisdom. We will be preempting Dave Ramsey for that, and uh, we'll have a, a short pregame and then the kickoff at 6 o'clock tonight. So, Stick around for that. Appreciate all of you stopping by here for this free-for-all Friday on Lacrosse Talk PM. Yeah, the Indigenous Peoples Day proclamation. That will be actually coming up on Monday. Mayor Tim Caput will have that proclamation. We'll, uh, we'll maybe revisit that topic at that point. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds.